Hello, Toby. Uh, welcome to another podcast. Um, Thank you very much for having me, Adam. Oh, anytime. I wasn't uh, sure after the last one, to be honest, but I'm pleased uh, I haven't blotted my copybook to that extent. <laughs> I just feel like there is so much terrible content out there of people using not very well calibrated microphones and terrible lighting that who are we to deny people us doing it as well? <laughs> exactly how I feel. There is so much mediocre, uninspiring content out there at the moment that I feel like they must be on to something. Let's do it. <laughs> I know, we should have a stand special by the end of the week. <laughs> that would be great. A series of just stand, it's just shit. <laughs> just, it's just shit. It's assholes in their own homes pretending <laughs> they care. <laughs> the assholes at home series. What a great yes. idea. I know. Look, I mean, it it was the natural extension. I think COVID has just basically brought us what was always going to happen after Jerry Seinfeld got a bunch of his <laughs> asshole mates to get coffee in a car. <laughs> now we don't even have the fucking car. Mr. Humphreys, leave my pussy alone. Talk puffy to me. I've got big headphones. <laughs> I know. You've got you've got professional radio headphones. No, I bought these off Amazon when I was working on the weekly. I, all I did was sit on Amazon all week. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you mean to sit on, on Wish.com? Isn't that the thing you sit on now? Uh, have you seen what goes on at Wish.com? Isn't Wish.com like the, the Aldi of online shopping? It's te- Yeah, no, Aldi doesn't have... Like, Wish.com the other day advertised to me... It was a picture. It looked like a, a cartoon or a comic strip or something. Two men uh, facing each other, holding their towels open. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what this is. I don't know what this cartoon is. What is this comic book? I've never seen this before. Do you know what? This is what. Um, this is what I love about the internet. Like people get very upset about you know the algorithm and cookies and and like it knowing everything about you and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think it's a it's a wonderful self-regulating mechanism. Like the <laughs> algorithm is a wonderful, you know, black mirror. That when you start to get like I know this, I'll start to get a certain kind of ad and think yes. to myself, "Oh, I need to stop looking at those websites." <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the signal. I I, you know, so, are you saying that um, when when they start advertising weird shit to you, that's when you go, "Oh, I have I have looked at too many weird things." Yeah, I, I need to cancel that Tumblr. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, do you know you know what is interesting is the algorithm like mm. really doesn't know what to make of me. Like mm. quite often, for some reason, the algorithm quite often thinks that I'm Aboriginal. I will. Oh, I will quite often get ads for like Aboriginal employment schemes and that sort of stuff. And it's But you it's do really... a lot of a lot of stuff with the deadlies. Yeah. Like that's, it's just yeah. because I'm looking at a lot of stuff for work. But you the... should see my algorithm or whatever the algorithm's doing to me from the many and varied topics I have to research for hard quiz. Uh, I have the weirdest tastes according to Google. <laughs> well, last night f- for a work thing, I was looking at um, like Egyptian, um, like traditional Egyptian Arabic singers. Mm. So I get up this morning 
and I get a whole slew of ads about, well, Ramadan ends on Saturday, so, you know, here's your discount shopping, and here's what you can buy, and all that kind of stuff. So I can only imagine... Let's go crazy with our Eid feed. What kind of weird shit you were getting when you were, like, researching some of those nutcases on, uh, on that show. Not just that, but, like, you know, someone's topic was the Leeds Football Club. So, for the next three months, I was getting updates on Premier League scores, and I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> it was, there should be, like, a work mode. Like, as well as private mode, there should yes. be a work mode. Or, yes. like, I'm looking this up because I have to mode. <laughs> you should be, should be able to sign into work Google. <laughs> work Google, yes. Absolutely. Oh, let's pitch it. Let's pitch it, Toby. This is our first uh, million. <laughs> A million dollars. A million dollars. Um, so we haven't even really started this episode. No, we haven't really started. Let's, uh, let's, let's not. Let's let's wait till right at the end to really kick. And then, off. then we'll introduce ourselves. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of those one of those uh, oblique episodes of like Mad Men where the titles don't run until the very end of the episode. <laughs> do you know, do you know, this was um this is a real Lorna and Lorna thing. Um, yeah. When I would watch television with my mother. Like the show didn't start for her until she saw the credits. Oh Jesus! So, so there could be like twenty minutes of TV show, which there sometimes is. Which there sometimes is, but like nothing mattered until the credits happened. Like she would come into a show like twenty minutes late and sit down, and you'd be like, "Oh well, I haven't missed the credits. That's all right. Hasn't started yet. Hasn't yes, begun it's... yet. You know." <laughs> I've missed the first five minutes. I won't catch up now. I won't catch up now. <laughs> what could it was be? your was your mother? My mother used to um, ask questions all the way through, and then get to like critical mass and go, "Oh, I don't even really care about this show." And you're like, <laughs> why <laughs> have you been talking to me about it for the last twenty minutes? So I can't actually enjoy it. Uh, well, kind of like that, <laughs> but not TV but instead my actual life. <laughs> oh, oh, Toby. That's, this is a very bleak moment. <laughs> I'm all about authenticity. Adam. Broadcasting is about authenticity. This isn't broadcasting. This is talking into nothing. Well, this, this is a podcast. This is just shouting at my fucking laptop. I spent yeah. the last eight weeks just shouting at a MacBook. <laughs> like, Have you I had was, a lot of the If I was at a Zoom bus stop, meetings? someone would call the cops. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Have you had a lot of these kind of, like, I had a three and a half hour Zoom meeting yesterday and I was like, oh, mate, I, because you, you can't go to the toilet. You can't, do, I know. It's... I mean, I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> just Crown Casino style with a water bottle. No, I just said, guys, I've had two pots of tea. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to, I've got to get rid of something. We've got to call this. I, I have enjoyed the kind of evolution of Zoom etiquette. Because mm. Zoom wasn't something that really, I don't think anyone really used that much. Oh, uh, we used to use it this. a lot because I was, you know, my office is in Melbourne and I live in Sydney. So I oh, would yeah. spend a week at the Sydney office and then go to Melbourne for a week for shooting and then back. So I often was on the Zoom. And the Zoom, uh, they use a lot at the ABC because it, uh, well, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you can pay for a subscription, we used to have this problem where at the one hour but mark of a meeting, it, <laughs> it just turned off. 
This is your taxpayers' dollars at work not being spent on anything. You see, I, I want that, but in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, in the middle of a conversation with Scott, he just got he just drops out. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, your your time is up. <laughs> This, I mean, we kind of did have that with Wes. Like, whenever we'd go to, like, a bar, <laughs> <laughs> he would see something attractive and we'd, he'd just be gone. <laughs> but also, you could just literally say to Wes, no, and, and he would yeah. accept that. He would say, yeah. oh, okay, that's fair enough. And Scott would, you know, be hooking up with someone in the toilet, so we wouldn't have to worry <laughs> about him for too long. <laughs> Good times. I don't think I've ever seen Danny Minogue so excited in her life. Now, I want to ask you about your uh, trip to Brisbane, which was a thing. (laughs) You you crossed state lines during the lockdown. I did. I did. How? How did this happen? I crossed the North Berlin Wall into... The Palaszczuk line. <laughs> Across the Palaszczuk line into the um, into the People's Republic of, of Brisbane. I crossed the Pineapple Curtain to, <laughs> to be there. The Pineapple Curtain. <laughs> so I had this weird experience of I, I got a job, right? Yay, congratulations. Basically, but like it was the week before... COVID kicked off. It was the week right. before they shut everything. Yep. So I got a job and I got a contract and everything the week before they shut everything. And then they started shutting everything and they announced they're going to shut the borders, you know, tomorrow night or whatever. Yep. So, um, and I wasn't meant to start the job until May. But right. I, but when they said, oh, we're going to shut the borders tomorrow night, I thought, oh my God. And this was when things were really peaking. Like things were getting yeah. worse every day and more and more things were shutting down every day. So they said, we're going to shut the borders. And I thought, holy cow, I don't know how serious this is going to get. I better make a yeah. run for it. Yeah. So I chucked as much shit as I, should, as I could carry into my suitcase. I mm-hmm. just took like... Um, You're very small. That's a lot of things. <laughs> I, just, look, I just took the essentials. I just took like some clothes, um, uh, like my electronics and a charger, two or three crucial K-pop posters... <laughs> and a roll of toilet paper <laughs> And a roll of toilet paper And hightailed it And um, checked into Did you know you could do this? I checked into a Brisbane hotel room for six months No! Yes, you could do that Sorry, I've, I've, that, was, that was so loud I heard it coming back at me Down, <laughs> down the internet <laughs> Had that bleed out of your headphones back into your microphone. <laughs> I, I I roll up to the desk and I'm like, oh, I'm going to check in. They go, oh yes, Mr. Sullivan, we've got you down for 180 nights. <laughs> wow, yep, yep. six months. That's me. That's me. So anyway, I checked in um, like hours before they were shutting the borders, mm. and it was really full on actually. I I um, because the hotel next door was um, like a quarantine hotel. Like, oh. There's a friend of mine lives across the road from one of those, and she said it is like there's police there. There were fucking soldiers, mate. Like yes. you, you would come downstairs to go to Coles, and there would be like a dozen soldiers in face masks with guns standing. Did you ask out one the of front. them to buy the toilet paper for you? <laughs> well, this is the 
This is the beautiful thing about living in a hotel room. You just oh. the toilet paper just appears. Oh yes, and they fold the little point on it, so it looks like I do not, no one's ever touched it before. I did not have to engage with the devil's stationery whatsoever. <laughs> the devil's stationery. <laughs> it just arrived. So so in the end, so I spent six weeks living in a in in essentially isolation in a Brisbane mm. hotel room. And then um, two days before I was meant to start work, because it was yes. a job at a theatre, and then two weeks, well, two days before do. I was meant to start work, they rang me and said, um, so uh, it's come to our attention that the theatre is shut for <laughs> <laughs> the foreseeable future and yes. there is literally nothing for you to do. Oh. So why don't you – so shrug emoji – so I came home and, and, and it's all off. But I had this weird, so it didn't work out, but I had this weird little episode. So will the, will the job maybe be back on if they open again or? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows anything? Like does theatre even exist at all anymore in, in this new reality, you know? Carmen and Queenie and could hear that in their ear Richard. and are offended. Now, Toby, we do have a letter. Oh. Uh, a dear talking poofy letter. Okay. Um... So here we go from our friend Bevan. Isn't it uh, great to know we're still relevant? Isn't no, that not heartwarming? Really. I just, you know, from the it's from the it's from the discount bin. Yeah, right. Uh, There's <laughs> obviously someone marooned on an island somewhere in the Pacific <laughs> who hasn't received the news that no one has given a flying fuck about this podcast for the last ten years, and they've they've wrapped up their little letter in a bottle and cast it upon the tides, and happily them. after ten years. It's here we are. Here. That's right. They're probably and asking we're... whether the Vietnam War is finished yet. <laughs> and can I stop? Can I stop shooting at Charlie from the tree? <laughs> <laughs> and instead, hook up with him. Uh... <laughs> All right. What, is, what has Bevan got to say? Uh, dear talking puffy. As I write this, we are now eight weeks into isolation. Oh, the the Vietnamese jungle is very terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) We are now eight weeks into isolation, and I don't know about you, but I'm starting to climb the walls and dust the shelves (laughs) and tidy the garage and vacuum under the bed. Yes, my isolation has had me more bored than a twink at a Sondheim-themed quiz night, which doesn't surprise me. (laughs) But I thought I would either spend my time writing the great Australian novel or homework out 15 kilos of fat into muscle, not sugar-soaping the fucking skirting boards. (laughs) I suppose isolation has had lots of surprises for us all. How have you poofs been spending your time, especially with Harris scarf shot? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love Bevan I suspect Bevan's in Adelaide <laughs> I, I, is I suspect the, um, uh, the The Harris scarf reference there Is the, uh, the smoking <laughs> The smoking scarf Yeah in, in that respect. <laughs> Look it is, tr- it is true Isolation does just sort of Kooky things to you mm. um, And I found especially when I was in Brisbane like, because I had, like, literally no human contact, you know. Like, I don't really know anyone in Brisbane. You didn't even talk to Juanita when she was folding your toilet paper into a point? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to interfere with her craft. I left her uh, <laughs> You know, and I couldn't even go and get sort of, you know, offended by some fuckwit at the beat. Um, 
The beat um, is a nightclub in Brisbane. Don't I don't want anyone to think that Toby different is beat, contemplating, beat. you know, <laughs> going down and doing something terrible. So I'll have hours and hours of literally nothing to do. And I can remember one night I stayed up to very late at night to like about sort of four thirty in the morning, mm. um, watching old old archival video clips of Banana Rama performing on top of the pops. <gasps> oh my god, I love them so much. I fell into a super deep Banana Rama deep cut, very so, specific only quote live performances of Banana Rama. Oh, did you watch any of their concert, their reunion concert, where where Siobhan came back? Do you know what? I did. Oh, and... I watched that too because it was someone's topic on Hard Quiz and it was like, oh, it's not even my topic. I'm not even researching it, but I'm going to watch the shit out of this concert. Hang on. Wait a minute. Their topic was Bananarama or their topic was the Bananarama comeback? No, just Bananarama. Just Bananarama. Oh, right. She was a delightful cat lady. She had 312 cats. <laughs> She was so sweet. And I tried to write a question. I wanted to get Tom to do um, the love in the first degree dance moves and see if she knew what the next one was. But (gasps) it was just one of those things where I was like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) What an amazing question. Um, Only you can set me free. Free. Oh, I know. I know. Like so, I reckon I probably saw them do that number this night, the mm. Deep Banana Rama whole night. I reckon I must have seen them do that particular number maybe seven times. Yeah, in on different shows in about three different countries across the span of about six years. One of and, which, may I add, was Hey Hey It's Saturday. Oh heaven! And at any point, did any of them look like they cared? No. Every single time, every single one of them looked like they were just particularly energetically waiting for a bus. <laughs> like... I went to see them at, at um, Freakazoid when they performed at the Palace ah, one th- night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was $20. It was a very, mm. very expensive concert. Mm. <laughs> and I remember the third time they sang Venus. <laughs> Sarah seemed to give it a bit because there was only the two of them by then. Sarah seemed to give it was like, oh, I guess we should do it again. There's a particular clip of them on um, Japanese television that mm. I found. And um, I can't remember. It was either Venus or Love in the Third Degree. And um, they don't even take off their... Like their puffer jackets, like they oh, haven't wow. they haven't even changed into a costume. That's great. Like they are rolling their eyes at each other while they're dancing. And in fairness, it's kind of pretty peak Japanese TV. Like mm. the set is like a medieval castle. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some sort of goth lord Dracula host, and it's outside. That's the other thing. It's outside in what in in what looks like pretty grim weather. Um, yeah, so it's no, a pretty, I take my know, it's off either. bizarre kind of context anyway. But their lack of giving a flying fuck is... Oh, um, it's breathtaking. It's a role model, frankly. <laughs> just... Also, their, their commitment to doing vocal warm-ups before they sing is uh, amazing. 
is absent. Is every now and again, one of them will sort of slide into a note, and you're like, <sighs> yeah, you thought you had more control than that, didn't you? <laughs> They're hugely successful. They're in like the Guinness Book of Records for the most successful female uh, chanteurs or or, or whatever. Yeah, or whatever the term is. And I mean, I think this was part of my fascination for watching so much of it. Like, I just can't for the life of me figure out why. Uh, Because they were fun. Because they didn't care. Yeah, right. Do you think that's what it is? But because they were so visibly like. Taking everyone for a ride. Well, it's like, you know, who is everyone's favourite Spice Girl? The one who doesn't turn up and can't sing and doesn't, you know, doesn't really, <laughs> no one really wants to, you know, she doesn't give a shit. Like, Polish yeah, right. is the best of all Spice Girls. Because she's kind of in on the joke but outside the joke at the same time, perhaps. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I can't sing. Here I am in the movie trying to run in heels and I'm four miles behind everyone and... Looking yeah. at myself in the mirror, and this is what it means to be a pop star. Oh, singing? No. Mm, yeah, not so much. Wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> but yeah, it was the most amazing display of endurance and apathy, I think, that the entertainment industry has ever seen. Yeah, but that reunion concert is bizarre. Because Siobhan's like, oh no, I'm into it. And the other two are like, we were never into it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Siobhan, poor old Siobhan, because of course she left to go yes. and pursue like um, a career of artistic integrity. You know, oh, with Shakespeare's she, sister. Where she could like fully express herself. Yes. Which she did for a while and everybody went, uh, do you know what, we liked it more when you were dancing with the nude guys yeah. on, the, on the Brit Awards, that was better. Yeah. Also, I, she's isn't she, or she was married to... Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. That's a true story. And he did the music for Showgirls. Did he? Yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, especially, you know, the, the musical that they're performing in in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Goddess. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the volcanoes popping off in that Rock of Stanford spectacular. Yes. <laughs> of Gina Which... Gersh and the musical. <laughs> Gina Gershon like Gina Gershon the musical is the best thing. Like I love the moral of Showgirls which is if you want to get ahead in show business kick the lead actress down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. If you want to follow your dreams they necessarily have to be the, at the expense of someone older than you. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is truly the moral of Showgirls. Oh, there's dust in here. Jesus, it's bloody insufferable. Talk poofy to me. Well, this has been a fun apocalypse podcast. Apocalypse poofcast. Well, look, I'm, I'm certainly ready to end it after that. <laughs> so if, 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 if you decide not to end it, we might do another one. <laughs> if you're still breathing in the morning, let's do another one. All right, look, I mean, if I've put a do not resuscitate tag on my toe, but if I ignore that, <laughs> yes, I'm happy to come back.
Look, I, I think the drug dealers are the real heroes in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> they are the ones who are putting their lives on the line. And that's why every night at five o'clock, I stand on my balcony and I applaud. <laughs> I applaud all the sketchy guys called Mick in Adidas tracksuits at Footscray Station. And I say, sir, thank you for your service. Talk poofy to me.